Welcome to the Off the Road Again podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Ross. I'm Brian. I'm Garrett. And this is our podcast about anything and everything off-road. Tonight, we're going to be more on-road, just based on the images that I've looked at, but they are about things that could be taken off-road. We're still socially distanced. It's the only way we've ever done the show. Guys, you'll you'll get a kick out of this. Ross and I have never physically been in the same space. We've only ever communicated through the internet and through we've video. We've been doing conferencing. this for three years. Love it. We've, uh, yeah, we've only even occupied the t- same time zone a couple times. Hey, yeah. Brian and I are we're in the same time zone, but we don't see each other all that much every once in a while. Uh, we're yeah. we're a little over an hour away. So yeah, right. That's so awesome. who knew it just took a pandemic to get everybody to you'd just be like, no, stay where you are. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Okay. yeah. <laughs> stay in sweatpants. That's fine. right. Yeah. Exactly. You have no idea how accurate that is. <laughs> <laughs> Considering, so because they won the Super Bowl, the kids were supposed to have school off Thursday and Friday of this week due to parent-teacher conferences, parades on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So they were like, we're canceling school Wednesday. Right. And then Monday's MLK? No. Yep. No, President's Day. President's, President's Day. It's the mattress. So, yeah. So then they're <laughs> off school Monday. So my kids are now out of school. Wednesday through next Tuesday, they're going to be out of school for six days. I was like, well, this is spring break, which is all <laughs> yeah. right. In about three and a half weeks, they have actual spring break. That's insane. So like, that's like, yeah, what crazy. Is the... It's like yeah. barely going to school. Well, we can tell we're a city get, who's... At least they won't get sick. Yeah. You know? And we haven't well, adjusted to consistently uh, being in or winning the Super Bowl yet. So this has happened twice in <laughs> four years now. You'd think we'd figure it out. but Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, off-road podcast uh you guys are all in the eastern time zone tonight everybody's either in maryland or connecticut right uh we're both in maryland our third partner is uh in connecticut but he he's not on today but yeah both uh a couple minutes that's, that's where ross is too so yeah, so, all super so where in maryland first of all where in maryland are you guys and then where in connecticut is partner number three uh so uh i live right outside of frederick okay. uh, garrett's in white marsh yep, baltimore and- county then our third partner, Joel, he's up in uh, Eastern Connecticut. Okay. Yeah, he's, he heads up the digital lab there at, uh, at UConn. Oh, nice. Oh, he's at UConn? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's UConn? how he and I met. We were we lived across the hall from each other. Oh, really? Uh, in college, yeah. And that was right when, you know, like the internet was figuring itself out. Like you mm-hmm. actually build websites and... <laughs> All that yeah. kind of stuff. So uh, we was Dreamweaver available yet? Actually, yeah, Brian's pretty young. I'm a, I'm a good bit older than them. So <laughs> good. What was it before yeah. Dreamweaver? Front Front Page Pro. Does that sound like oh, yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm showing my nice. age now. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I don't think I've ever been to Frederick. My best friend went to UMD, so I spent oh, cool. quite a lot of time down there. Where are you? I'm in Connecticut in Stanford. Oh, cool. southwest nice. corner. So it's like it's like yeah. Greenwich. It's like rich city. Yeah. Stanford, and then on the right side, it's like Darien, Wilton, and Westport. You yeah, know, I grew up. Like, I grew up in okay. Newtown. I know. Uh, oh, Fairfield really? County well, yeah. So I, uh, my parents' family's manufacturing company is in Oxford. Oh, cool! Like one town over. Very cool. So, yeah. Oh, so you know the area. All right. So you know yeah. that Yukon is in the absolute middle of nowhere. Oh, it's so bad. You get to Connecticut, you're like, I Dude. got another hour and a half to go. Right. <laughs> just sit on 84 and that's right. Gonna happen. Like just, you know, wait for a crash on one of the tunnels. That's right. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah, we'll yeah. have to we'll talk more. Connecticut. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. You're all all from Inside the area baseball. where the, the distance isn't very long, but the time is always oh, long. It's forever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like East Coast, West Coast yeah. share the same issue. And the Dude, rest of us in the middle just giggle. Yeah, I'm going to LA next week oh, cool. for a work trip. And like, I was looking at a map and it it's like 10 miles from where I'm staying to where the thing I have to go to is. And it's hours. this afternoon. It was like and an hour hours. and 35 minutes. Yeah. Door to door at, at rush I, hour. I went out there for business a while back and I, I always thought like people are exaggerating. It can't be that bad, but it is really it's that worse. Bad. Just, it's, yeah. It's really that bad. <laughs> Yeah. And you immediately get into that mindset out there. You're like, oh, fuck everybody. This is <laughs> <you know? laughs> exactly. So my, my oldest son and I keep having this conversation because he's now old enough to drive. And so he can with an instructional permit. And, I, and I'm like, every single time something happens and it's not the normal flow of traffic, I'm like, check the plate. And he's like, how do you know? I'm like, trust me, <laughs> Texas, Florida. We're getting a lot more California plates lately. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm like, can everyone just take, like keep leave us this flyover? Keep yes. going away. Yeah. <laughs> you want that Arthur Bryant's man? Is that a scary having a kid that's got a permit? As it sounds. Um. So, quick thing I learned is, um, when we were kids, we paid attention to everything our parents were doing in the car because we had absolutely nothing else to do. Right. That's true. You yeah. Looked at the window, or you watched what your mom or dad did yeah. while they were driving. Right. Like I could, I was miming stick shifts when I was eight. Right. Because. But that did. That's what you um, did. Yeah. My children have no clue how anything happens in a car because they've had tablets, DVD yep. players, devices their entire life. Mm-hmm. And so screens on the back of uh right. back of seats. Yeah. So the first time I got him in the car, I didn't I didn't realize that yet. I just assumed he was like me and had watched everything we did in a car. Mm-hmm. And so the first time was awful. <laughs> just absolutely <laughs> awful. <laughs> Um, but then I realized, oh, he has absolutely no clue. And so like, I backed it up a little bit and like, really, he's much, much more confident behind the wheel now. Um, oh, good. He was this making fun of steering wheel. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> but he was like, his hands were all wrong. Like he's now like when he rides with me, I'll watch him watching my hands now. Like oh. the, the high school he goes to has two traffic circles in front of it. And I was like, God, they hate teenagers that they put two <laughs> traffic circles oh in front of this God. gorgeous building. Yeah. Um, but he has now learned like the first time through the traffic circles, I literally thought we were going to die. I was like, he's going to hit the wrong pedal, like way better now. Um, so now I'm he like, knows just like a little left, right, and the left. Yeah. I I have my I have a twelve year old daughter and well she's almost thirteen and I'm like I'm petrified because I feel the same way I'm like I it's just gonna be so frightening like going into a traffic circle or pulling into an intersection I'm just like <laughs> I'm not ready for that at all. But, yeah, my thing is like keep my voice modulated. Keep yeah. my vo- like <laughs> stuck, don't don't raise your voice like there's play nothing cool, that's gained cool. from that. Like break. Break, break. You have done the thing yet where you deliberately try to scare him or startle him to see what he does under like a pressure situation? Uh, not yet. He's not that comfortable yet. In it. So, <laughs> like, I, I, I told the story on the show. Like, he, we, like, the first time was awful. Second time was better. Third time, I made him start driving the route to the high school. Um, he's in a, a program for green tech. So his high school is oh, not cool. the one that's closest to us. It's on the other side of town, 25 yeah. minutes away. So I was like, listen, we're just going to start driving the route to high school, get comfortable on this, and we'll add everything else as we go. And it's a major street. So he's going to experience all the traffic and horribleness. Yeah. And then like the fifth or sixth time, I actually put him on the interstate and put him on gravel roads too. <laughs> and so nice. he's driven 80 now. And I was like, they have to be smaller movements. You can't be all that's right. Like, mm-hmm. And like the first lane change, I... I literally, I was like, we're going to, we're crossing the interstate. Like it, and he, and he brought it back under control. Like it's all that they've got to make the mistakes to learn from them stuff. So I, as long as you sit her down and do like the orientation of what everything is in front of her, I think they will be okay. Well, I like this idea. Maybe like as she gets closer, I'll make her put down the phone. And yes that's a, that's a like, good that's actually a good takeaway. General for life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, yeah, we and around. she's she's a preteen girl, so there's just so much drama on that phone, anyways. Like, oh my gosh, just over. I can't imagine. Yeah, <laughs> that's my future. My my <laughs> my second oldest is a sixth grader, so I've got a freshman, a sixth grader, a second grader, and then one will start kindergarten next year. So I I get it, man. <laughs> I've got the yeah. spectrum. I got three boys and a girl. I totally understand. Yeah. Um, Ross, we talk uh, cars. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you said yeah. skip. And then yeah. you wrote GX. Well, so now okay, so so I, I haven't driven the GX in about ten oh. days, probably, um, because I was driving that Ram Rebel twenty five hundred. Yeah, uh, which, that's right. Holy hell! What a freaking truck! I mean, it should be for ninety two grand. But, sure. Did you, know, you get all... clearance to use that image you sent me of your spouse? Uh, let's keep that. Yeah, okay. So that's a nice. My my spouse is a normal height woman, and she had to step up into this truck so far that her knee went above 90 degrees. So, and it was, it's a monster, this thing. Yeah. It's Um, the Rebel package. Like, that's pretty. The takeaways from this truck are that it kind of blurs the line between power wagon and just a normal 2500 because you get a real, you get a a locker in the rear you get you know dura tracks and tow hooks and and some other odds and ends um i 
think there's a very specific use case for something like this that isn't just the guy that wants to have a diesel and something that's the height of a power wagon. Um, it's It would be good for somebody who like, I don't know, we've been plenty of places with our trailer where you're going up a steep climb and it's it's loose surface, you know, and, and yeah. the back is just spinning. Yeah. Um, you know, engage locker, four low it, and that's it. But um, the Cummins engine is like, holy shit. I, you know, I, I have tens, if not hundreds of thousands of miles with driving Duramax trucks. Yeah. The Cummins is just such a, it Different sounds beat. so good. Yeah. It sounds like a Freightliner, you know, it's so funny. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's and, a good looking truck too. Dude, it's a great looking truck. And it, it drives like it drives smaller than the GM oh. trucks. I don't know if it's the visibility. We were talking about this on the last show. The visibility is way better um, because the hood doesn't just go flat for 100 feet right. straight down. Um, I don't. So I'm speculating that the selection of Duratrax for this truck is because if you guys remember uh jeep basically like bought out the original bf goodrich mud terrain the km1s to run through like up until the uh jk rubicon and because it was an old tire at the time and the duratrack now like that's an old tire you know it's been around for like 13 years so i'm kind of wondering if maybe they bought like all the Hmm. plus size wheel inventory or like you know uh, (laughs) upcoming runs um but it like Considering the weight of the thing and and what it's built for and the tires and the relatively small amount of sidewall, the truck rides so well. Like, yeah, that's a good point. It might even ride better than my Lexus. Ooh, I, I, I hadn't noticed the uh, extra parking sensors the other day when you were talking about it. There's so dude, many parking sensors. Oh, yeah, right. And you need them. <laughs> like, this yeah. is massive. But it's crazy. I, I've it's got some things I've never seen before. You can it has power extending mirrors. Okay. Like you don't have to do the old school thing and just notch them out. There's a button and they That's move cool. in and out on the button. It's so, so cool. So, yeah. Do so, they, um, do they fold up when you lock it? They do. They do. Yep. <laughs> they do. <laughs> so, it's pretty cool. Man. And the little like vanity, not vanity, the bottom mirror, the towing mirror, like it's yeah. got the big mirror up top and then the little one below it. Yeah. That's power adjustable on both oh, sides cool. too. Oh, you know, it's, it's oh. a hell of a truck. Yeah. Um, so, I was driving that and then today, that left and the Kia, get this right, Sportage all-wheel drive hybrid showed up. I think that's the right order. Was that one of the yeah. ones that they just said was? Um, I was watching. I was seeing the uh, the report on they they pulled buyers of cars on whether they would buy them again. Like, oh, I saw this. This was yeah. on the drive. Yeah, there the, were two Kias on it. Were there? Well, I yeah, just, there were two Kias on the list. I remember seeing. I it. just know the, the worst one on the list was the Volkswagen Atlas Cross yes, Sport or whatever, which yes. is, I mean, the Atlas is just a horrible Didn't it, vehicle. Yeah, and the Atlas <laughs> just got the ID4 haptic touch control surfaces yeah. that no one could stand. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I sent that to you the other day. And my yeah, first you did. Thought was like, oh well, any reason you could even possibly think of to buy an Atlas, that just yeah, yeah it's over. It killed it. Um, yeah. So no, I don't know if this is one of them, but I haven't driven it yet. The seat, the driver's seat is so good though. Is that matte? Matte finish? It is matte paint. Yeah, Kia is not yeah. fucking around. Yeah. <laughs> they're the doing press the same thing on the so uh, hot. Yeah, the EV6. You know, they're doing the same thing on the EV6 GT, which incidentally is what I'm borrowing next week in Los Angeles. <laughs> but it's you know 600 horse ish power. So oh, is it the the GT they use them all in LA too. Five seventy six, yeah. Five hundred and seventy six horsepower. Yep. As you sit in traffic, as, as I literally <laughs> sit. Yeah. <laughs> Your range will be a great. It's not going to go right. anywhere. Uh, yeah. Right. So, that's all I got on my end, Chris. What about you? Um, Arts in the uh, in in purgatory. Yeah. So, uh, skids and sliders are ordered for the Sequoia. Nice. Um, but. I don't have a shipping confirmation yet, so um, I yeah uh, I've texted my contact over there and haven't heard from them yet. So it it was Hammer's week, and so I'm kind of yeah. like doing the like let's get everybody. There's like multiple contacts that I've emailed to about shows that haven't got back to me yet. So um, yeah, like the entire industry was 
in Jonathan Valley. So right. there's no letting letting people there, get back yeah. out and recover. Yeah. So yeah. skids and sliders are coming. Uh other than that, everything seems to be good. I did I uh I the plan, so I'm going to the rally in April, the Overland Rally out in Moab. I'm going to sleep in the Sequoia. Sweet. And so this last weekend, I finally was like, you know what? I've got some time. Let's lay everything down. Let's make sure I fit. Uh, I'm a little short of six foot four. So I was like, let's just, because I used to have an 80 series that like I had to have the front passenger seat in the correct position, remove a rear seat with a little board um, to make a flat uh, service in the Land Cruiser. And then that would work. Turns out the Sequoia is a piece of cake, like yeah. way more room than the 80 series, it's like huge. width and length. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> turns out living for kid life all the time, you buy giant SUVs. And so uh, super <laughs> handy. Um, so not only yeah. do I fit, I fit with like room to spare. And Love so it. I was like, oh, this is going to be way better. What um, year is the Sequoia? So it's an 08. Perfect. Uh, cool. So it's first year, the second generation. It's the yeah. 5.7 V8 because it's the platinum. Um, what... No one, no one knows how old it is. I put, I put yeah. the, uh, the Tundra TRD tires on it as well. And so like, very cool. No one has a clue what year it is, unless you look at how tired the headlights are. And I do need to like, right. Refresh the headlights. Yeah. We um, have the technology. Up, yeah. Like it exists, right? Try it to, try exists. to, I also might be able to help you being that the company I work for makes, um, some car cleaning nice. and finishing products. We'll hook a brother up, man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I heard it. It's on so, yeah. video. <laughs> so it. it's got Toyo Open Country AT3s on it. Um, yeah, so those eliminate really the mud flaps, eliminate the side steps, and then replace those with a slider. Uh, eliminate those. And I'm probably going to trim a little the rear bumper. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think I'm going to trim any on the front. Just kind of take off pieces. Because the front skid's going to be far enough down that if it's really bad, the you could do, yeah. I don't. I don't know if people do it on these, but they do it on like the Forerunners and the Tundras. It's called a Viper cut, where you like trim like, the like sides the of the bumpers down. from the tire. Yeah, yeah. Just so you fix your approach angle for the tires themselves. Yeah. So, and based on what I've seen, like that's the angle. So I've done a little bit of trail research on what they've said we were going to do. I did, I, I have a whole itinerary that I haven't dug into at all. I need to. I need to you actually. Have, do you take, have a spreadsheet? It's not a spreadsheet though, but it's a, like a private forum, which is, which is good. Yeah, um, Chris, I had a spread, gonna, spreadsheet for parts. You're you're gonna do the uh, the SEMA rush. It's gonna be like you have the whole project to do in the last ten days. Uh, yeah, well, we have a there's a family spring break trip two weeks before this trip, oh. where this vehicle is also going to be used. <laughs> like both of our vehicles are going to be used for this trip because family's yeah, flying in screwed. and then we're driving. So you're screwed. <laughs> I'll make it work. I'll make it work. So the update um, is I'm waiting on the metal to show up. <laughs> uh, okay. Before we move on, let's just revisit this list real quick. The 10 least satisfying vehicles to own. Starting, <laughs> starting at 10. Kia Forte, okay. Nissan Altima, Nissan Kicks, Volkswagen Taos, which is just... Yeah. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for anything to be surprised by, and it has yeah. not happened. Kia Seltos, which I'm actually surprised by. I had one of that was the one, Chris, where I went to Florida, and I yeah, no, no, I, I was remember driving like an hour and a half, and it was like five and a half hours or something. Yeah, um, I actually really like that thing. So isn't then, that the that's the small one, right? That's the yeah, yeah, yeah like, small one with a DCT and a turbo and all wheel drive. It's like a great little, and it did allegedly triple digits on the highway and didn't care for forty miles at a stretch. Yeah. Um, and then Jeep Compass, also terrible. Mercedes GLA, which is okay. kind of surprising because I guess a very small portion of those are the 45 AMGs. Uh, Infiniti QX50, which might be a GLA underneath. Is that the 50 or is that? It's, I don't know. Infinity names their shit stupid. And then the Mercedes GLB and then the Volkswagen Atlas Cross Sport. 38% say they... Only 38% say they would buy it again. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. True. The Infinity could be. I think it is. Say, a Mercedes? Yeah, because there's some platform sharing going on there. So. The GLB, I think, is such a good looking car. Do though. you? I do. <laughs> oh, that's kind of that's awkward. Really nice yeah, I yeah don't that's know. the 50. That's a good looking thing, too. Brian, remember when we were in New Jersey at that, that detail shop? Yeah. Um, 
that guy had one of those in there and it was cool he had like he must have had like he had like bigger tires on it it looked cool i don't know that it was i think he might have had spacers on it might have been a little bit wider i don't know it was cool looking i thought there is an amg gld yeah that one doesn't look that cool (laughs) that's a that's a 2022 so yeah yeah i don't don't know yeah yeah they all look the same yeah yeah non-discriminate all right let's talk about you guys you want to uh give us your elevator pitch (laughs) yeah Yeah, rundown of who you are and how the company came to be yeah so you want to do rock paper scissors or go ahead uh we uh i think as we mentioned a little bit earlier uh we've all known each other for a very long time i met uh our partner Joel in college. We've been best buddies since. And then uh, one of my first jobs out of college was working for Garrett. That's at the point when like Twitter was one used and then two uh, uh, actually, you know, making sense. <laughs> it was just coming out. And uh, I got to meet Garrett through Twitter because I was living in Connecticut at the time. Garrett was down in Maryland and he was a big, you know, he was doing a lot of car blogging and, and so forth and also was working at advertising agencies. And I said, I just give me a job. I'll sweep floors, whatever. Just want to work with you. So uh, we got to working together and we brought Joel in as a developer and we, you know, we've gone our separate ways since came back together, but we've, we've had a chat going. The three of us have had a chat going like daily for the last like 12, 15 years, whatever it is. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so yes, yeah, we really always talk about it. like if they if they ever subpoena our records, we're in trouble. Yeah, don't look at it. It's just like fifteen about, years worth of data. Oh, it's so we, bad. We've oh, talked I, about everything. everything. Yeah. I saw a quote on Reddit yesterday, yesterday or Saturday, but it was like, "Always write an email like it could be used in court." <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. Uh, but yeah, so the three of us we took a trip up to Maine maybe a year, uh, I guess eighteen months ago, something like that. Um, June, July, 2021, um, uh, Garrett and I met up, drove up to Connecticut, stayed there at Joel's house and drove up to Maine for a couple of days. And we just wanted to find a good way to work together again. we we're all big car guys and we really like this space in particular, um, within four by fours and off-roaders. And, um, we also were really big into the digital space and we really like you know the marketplace model and we've bought and sold cars uh, online through auctions you know through classified it's you know it's horrendous right like it's so difficult <laughs> you know yeah. you post on craigslist is it still available is it still <laughs> available then you get ghosted uh it's just a hard place to be in and you know you're sifting and sorting and you're going through junk and stuff that's just not relevant, right? You're, you're looking for, you know, your Sequoia or whatever, and it's next to a Prius and you're like, that's, I'm not interested in that right now. Um, or tomorrow. The algorithm or the next doesn't day. always, the algorithm very rarely does what you want it to. Right. Yeah. Actually, I just saw Facebook is uh, taking dealers off of marketplace. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. They're gonna, just going to be private. Yeah, good, good luck with that, though. Yeah. I mean, they're, they'll just find a way around it. Yeah, just going to post it from their personal Posts themselves. Yeah. But, I feel uh, like they yes. already do that. Yeah, oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so we just wanted to try to take on that marketplace challenge a little bit differently and offer a, a little bit of a different set of products and, and bring that into a new space. We feel like there's some opportunity to, one, specialize and really focus uh, on the on the space and educating individuals, you know, why this vehicle makes sense, why these modifications make sense. And so much is that of that is just getting lost uh, in these platforms now. So we just want to make it a smarter, easier buying experience for folks. And that's where, because of the technology and because of a marketing background and obviously just the love for the space in the industry as it is, uh, just felt like we were pretty uniquely situated to, to kind of take that on. Interesting. So why? So the name of the site is 4B Exchange. Yeah. So I have a lot of questions. Right. <laughs> so first of all, first of all, um, there's a V-Across on there, obviously. And now I'm going to have to Love it. do yeah, everything to so. bid on it. Yeah, that yeah. I had one and I want another. Okay. So yeah. why, first of all, so in America, we tend to call them four by fours. Right. In Australia, they call them four Bs. Why the Australian influence on the naming front you want to take a g 
<laughs> um, Brian came up with it. Oh, man. It sounded cool. Um, no, I mean, you know, I think we wanted something that was a nod to 4x4 and trucks. I think, you know, we we definitely, as Brian said, we saw, you know, a gap in the market for this type of thing, a, a sort of more of a niche offering, you know. It's not it's not the, you know, the most new idea ever. There's others out there. There's P-Car Market, MB Market. Um, but we really, you know, we thought this was a good space. It was one that we're passionate about that we really like. And it was a little bit underserved. And so we really, um, you know, we decided to, to come up with, you know, with this platform and we were just looking for names, um, something that sounded unique and cool. Um, you know, people in the States don't really, haven't really heard it a whole lot, but it, it fits and it's short mm-hmm. and uh, it's still got all its vowels. So it's not super, you know, super <laughs> trendy. Yeah, right. That's right. Okay. But, uh, but no, I think it was just something that sort of stuck and we were like, there's something to that. Let's, let's, let's explore. And people liked it and we just sort of stuck with it. So, okay. So then follow up question, why four by fours only, why off-road as a niche only is that, did you have like personal preference because that's what you know and love or was this like gap in the market so that you I'll, I'll be fill? definitely for, for me, more of a gap in the market. I've become okay. an enthusiast since really starting this. Like I, I admittedly is, have always been a car guy. Um, I, I love, um, sedans sports sedans so i like i drive a <laughs> i drive a mercedes c63 and excellent yeah like a 2010 nothing new i'm i'm yeah i'm broke that, that actually makes it better that it's a 2000 it yeah. yeah that's what me is going to drive right yeah right yeah is right. that the 6.2 the 6.3 that's really 6.2 it's a 6.2 it says everyone thinks 6.3 you see yeah, yeah. you know the people that know because they put 6.2 in the ad versus 6.3 because a lot of right. people put 6.3 they just decide. okay good car uh, makes good yeah sound. it's a great yeah I, I love it i love it so much um but i've always been really passionate about that and i think you know saw a gap in the market i will say that joel who's not here our other partner is definitely more of a truck guy than than probably either brian <laughs> or brian or I. Mm-hmm. he lives in connecticut he lives on a farm he has alpacas um you know he's he's uh <laughs> Yeah, you know he's that he's that guy. He goes, that guy. he goes hunting and you know sits in the tree stand for hours. And only dude with alpacas in Connecticut. He's got uh he's got a couple jeeps. So you know I think we we always talk about this kind of stuff and mm-hmm. and it just sort of naturally worked. It was definitely a gap. We see other gaps too, but this is like yeah you know super interesting for us. Mm-hmm. And I think you know like I said I was not. I wouldn't have called myself a truck guy a couple of years ago or a few years ago, but now I'm like completely obsessed and it's all I talk about. My wife and daughter are like, what happened to you? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. like who are you? Like, when are uh, we getting a truck? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like, where did this new hell come from? <laughs> yeah. Did, so, uh, was there any off-roading on the trip you mentioned up to Maine that like sparked this whole thing? No, no, not specifically, but uh, wait, I mean, we took one of Joel's Jeeps up once we got to Connecticut, but, uh, no, I mean, yeah, we just, uh, we just kind of bummed around Portland and made our body weights and lobster rolls. Oh man. Uh, well, you know that, Portland's like, great. I love Portland. Yeah. It's weird. We're in Maryland and honestly, like, you know, not to shit on Maryland, but there's not a big off-roading scene here. It's hard. There's a lot of yeah. mall crawlers and stuff like that, but there's just not a, there's one Facebook group that, that we're members of, um, that's somewhat active, but people, you know, they go, Pennsylvania and Virginia and yeah. West Virginia, you know, they don't yeah. like yeah. hang around here in the, in the suburbs of Maryland. So it's not Same real thing in Connecticut. Yeah. It's yeah. not real huge here. And so that's sort of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're excited too about where this is going to take us, you know, some of the mm-hmm. off-road events, King of Hammers, we would have loved to have been out there. I know Matt from Tread Lightly was out there and yep. a bunch of other people that we've met and know were out there and, and we're super FOMO about it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was but, basically like a uh, we could put together a list of people we've had on the show and yeah. probably do seventy five percent of them were hours. Uh, I, right. I believe it. Yeah, it's probably yeah. higher. Yeah, it's yeah. probably higher. <laughs> so only one. So I, I think we get excited about where this will take us in terms of you know as we grow and and we'll, you know we're excited to be more a part of the community. I think mm. you know, 
for me, I'm excited, you know, personally excited to, to travel and be in places where off-roading is, you know, <laughs> yeah. is, a, is a thing. You know, we see, it's funny, I'll digress a bunch and we'll just, I'll probably talk. That's what we do. It's literally the show. Yep. <laughs> Brian and I, because we're on, you know, we're a digital marketplace. We are on our analytics all day long, looking at real time, like, you know, where people are and, and people mm-hmm. are, you know, in the hot spots. That's where people come to our site the most, you know, um, out West and um, Utah, Colorado, those areas, um, the desert. Um, so we see a lot of that. I think it's, it's, I want to get out there, you know, mm-hmm. for sure more yep. and more. So, yep. I mean, you guys have kind of jumped on this at the right time because since I probably, and you know this just as well as anybody, since around when the COVID ordeal started, people really picked up going off-roading, going local, you know, doing stuff that they can do domestically. And it brought with it huge, huge, huge interest in off-roaders and and especially like, you know, older Land Cruisers and and FJs and, and Jeeps and that kind of deal. So... Yeah, it's a it's a good yeah. interesting space to be in. Um, well, so- yeah, I mean, Ross, I mean, you, you kind of hit it like COVID hit, the world turned to shit for a while, and people were looking for you know to do something that they could do without getting sick. And um, we've seen a lot. We've seen a lot. We we cover a lot of also you know, camper vans and and overland you know overland vehicles, mm-hmm. expedition vehicles, and things like Bad that. Life. People, yeah, people want to get out. You know, people want to get out. You know be away from the world a little bit. And I, I certainly uh, can see the, the appeal of that. Yeah. It, what you were talking about earlier with your daughter and her phone, that's my favorite thing is getting them out where that stuff doesn't work anymore. And they have to interact with each other in nature. Like it's, they, you can, you're like, Oh, you're, you're alive right now. You understand that. Right. Like you haven't died. Yeah. And you're actually yeah. way more entertained. Like taking a phone away from a kid is the best punishment in the world because I get to actually talk and interact with the kid for a little bit. Right. Yeah, my yeah. wife my wife and I always say our favorite our favorite Mia is when she's punished and doesn't have her phone. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> awful. It's the best. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm my favorite days are when I have no cell service and can't use a you know, or something that completely prevents you from looking at technology too. You yeah, know? man. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, cleansing. Absolutely. Um, so cleansing. Where, where's the uh where's the site now i mean you guys have vehicles listed have, is this like a soft launch or are you uh jumping into things you know deep end yeah so we've so far listed about 3500 total classified listings over the last you know year that's the site launched about 16 months ago and a few months we did a lot of features and write-ups uh, and develop content that way. But then we launched into um, our classified listings. So we've done about 3,500 of those so far. We just meet some of the coolest people, right? Like we just, people who are building their own stuff, uh, people who are, I mean, building some off the wall stuff. We talked to one guy up in Canada who had like a, a Tesla powered Hummer, which was so badass. Oh my God. Um, you know, just some really cool materializations of these cars. And uh, what we did is we soft launched our auction product uh, a couple about a week ago and with partnership with Tread Lightly and Max Lighter Brothers and use that as a way to, you know, really kind of stress test the platform, but also, you know, kind of really bring in some additional value uh, to the users and, and really promote a good cause. So, that was our soft launch, and we're headed into auctions full time here in the next uh, next couple of weeks. Oh wow! So, so I uh, should have yeah. told you ahead of time. This launches March first. Our oh, podcast will go up the same oh, day. Oh, badass! Okay, we were going to ask. We, yeah, we were going to ask. Um, yeah, I mean, this the the soft launch was big for us. I think it was it was stressful for us, but it was the culmination of a lot of work. It was so cool. You know, our our team. We are, you know, right now three guys, and and you know we have been surprised along the way, actually how much work this takes. Um, not just, you know, it doesn't just happen. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a whole new level of, um, of work when you stand up an auction and put all the content together, but we've been, you know, yeah. we've been doing this like for 18 months and it's, it's an everyday, yeah. um, mm-hmm. multiple hours a day writing content, you know, you showed on the screen, some of the long form features, you know, some of the, yeah, 
you know, some of the stuff we've we've researched and written in, in depth. Also doing a lot of analysis on market values. It's been an interesting ride here with the market. And so oh, yeah. trying to be realistic about what things are really worth. Um, you know, right. things are worth what people will pay for them. But, um, you know, we try to arm people with, you know, with data on the buyer and the seller side to make sure that people are getting a fair deal. I think, you know, dealers you know, will dealers and private parties, they want to, you know, um, move their, their inventory, but they have mm -hmm. to price things appropriately. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the variety. Cause you go from the what? 83 <laughs> scrambler CJ eight yeah. to the 2020 crazy. global Gosh. expedition vehicle, Patagonia, you yeah. know, just a Wrangler with rims, yeah. <laughs> right, right yeah. into a high ace. Uh, like yeah. it's yeah. so good. <laughs> you yeah. know, we've, we've, um, we've tried to really be, um, We've tried to do that, have some something for everybody that's sort of in this space, because I think you know there's there's similarities between the people that are in the, these specific subcategories. But um, you know, as we've built this business and had to you know also make money, um, oftentimes we're taking things that aren't our favorite right. um, books ever. You know, we all have our favorites, and um, you know, but but we still try to make sure like we're curating our our auction launch. You know, we have. Yes. A certain number of of slots available, and we're trying to make sure that we have all right. the categories covered. Because you know, with our soft launch with the Bronco, you know, not everybody's into the modern Bronco. You know, yeah, it's, it's not for everybody. There are people that are not into it. So we want to make sure. That <laughs> yeah. we have enough coverage. It's more about what we don't say. It's not about what we say yes to. It's about what we say no to, right? We have to really defend uh, the quality of that feed and make sure that there is, yeah, you know, something for everybody. And people do want to learn, right? If you are within that space and if you came for the Jeep, but you see the Patagonia, like, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to want to learn more. You're going to want to dig in. So we try to be a little broad, right? Look at American versus Japanese and classic versus modern. But at the same time, you got to defend the niche and stay within the niche. So it's about saying no as much as we can to, to things that aren't going to quite make sense to the mm -hmm. to the end user. But Brian loves um, AMC Eagles, though, I will say. Oh, man, four so by fun. four wagons. Yeah, yes. yes. Yeah. Brian can put a, a, one of those in. It's it's happening. Oh, there's yeah. a, a RVR, Mitsubishi RVR. That's exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, that, I, that thing's actually amazing. We got there was a lot of people DMing us. Yeah, this car. We, we've talked about it on the show before, just because of how like we'd never seen one before. Yeah, mm -hmm. and when they come up, they're just so interesting. Yeah. What year is that? Uh, this one says it's a ninety-five. 95. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, full import status. That thing's yeah. amazing. Mm -hmm. And the people that we get to talk to, I mean, they're just fat, like you know you're doing a good job when you can find a car like this, somebody asks a weird question and you get a rogue who answers it right away. Like that's, that's the most fun is, is seeing what people have yeah, to and, and engage and engage sellers like uh, Rondo and Gardner at nomadic van are awesome. They're always really engaged. If people have questions, they're, they're answer, helping answer either answering them themselves or helping us answer them. Cause we don't, you know, there's a lot of different trucks. We don't know everything about everything. Um, we try to know as much as we can, but the sellers are usually pretty good at, at arming us with the information that we need um, yeah. to be able to help them sell. Yep. And I mean, we've all seen it. The commenters will come out of the woods. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, That's not the right. It's one of the biggest the anxieties. Volume or something now. Yeah. I think it, it's one of the biggest anxieties for us. I think we, you know, you, you want to have an engaged community. You want to have a community that's interested in what you're doing, but there's a lot of not non constructive stuff. Um, yeah. people giving, giving opinions on, yeah. in, in, yeah. in, maybe. And, and there's a time and place for that, right? Like we don't want to necessarily discourage dialogue because I mean, I go to those sites to learn a little bit, uh, from the nuts, but mm -hmm. there is a time and place for it. So part of the, um, that auction process is making sure that that's curated properly, right? We don't want to censor, but what is the best division for, you know, conversation and dialogue versus engagement for actual bidders uh, and being able to engage with the seller. So thinking about that experience, too, that's a big piece of feedback that we've heard from a lot of sellers and, you know, ourselves, too. We're like, come on, man. Like, yes, this is a little different, but it's OK. Look, we're, we're, we got something pretty cool here. So oh, I love that thing. Yeah. Can I ask how you are going to moderate that? Uh, uh, yeah, we've got a couple of thoughts about how we're going to work through that. One of the ways um, 
that we want to try out. We're going to test and learn it, but one of the ways we want to try out is uh, segmenting out the comment section, right? So have a general dialogue tab, but have a feed that's more for bids and bidders. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't bid, you don't get to engage on that thread, right? And that would be the primary thread. So that's one of the ways that we're trying to think about uh, doing that a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. I, I mean, I, Brian brought up a good point. We're get, we're we're learning as we go as well. We're testing. That's big for us. You know, we're all in in the sort of marketing and technology space. Mm-hmm. There, we go. there, there you go. There it is. Uh, so nice. so we're big on um, you know getting feedback from people, from users, from sellers um, on you know what what is what is best for them and and making decisions based off of that. So we will continue to do that. I think we have an idea on how we're going to launch it. Um, but it's, it's definitely open to, um, to adjustment based on how people are liking it, how it's working and that type of thing. So it's a learning process. Like yeah, absolutely. Said, I mean, yeah, it's a listening free, process. Uh, yeah. Listening process. Yeah. Right that on. Too. Yeah. I mean, auction sites have certainly come a long way. Um, yeah. at least in our portion of the community from like the eBay days, right. You know? <laughs> or like Oh, four Oh five, or maybe even like Oh eight when he, everything was just eBay, you know, yeah. you want to sell a car online, it's eBay. Right. So yeah. It's, yeah. It's, 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 it's interesting. Cause we, you know, we, we pay attention to what's going on. Like there's a discussion around, you know, whether proxy bidding is better than the live bidding, um, you know, live bidding is more fun, you know, more fun and exciting. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, at the end of the auction, it is super exhilarating, but, um, you know, we want to hear feedback from people on, on what they like. And if, if down the road proxy bidding becomes an option, that's, you know, that may be an option. We're not going to rule it out. We're going to, you know, do the testing and do the work to see what people like. Um, so how, how many different relationships do you guys have with like, uh, dealers right now? Like it, I feel like every Instagram post is tagging another like yeah i'm, I'm gonna bring so up the many. one that like i'm definitely on their site way too much and yes. uh our friend ross camille sends us stuff from here all the time mm. it's japanese class oh, yeah. Yeah. In they richmond the yeah stuff. they have the nicest stuff and their, their photographs you know yeah. I, think, I think you know they just they have the nicest stuff yeah. I love. I, I'm gonna buy one of their trucks one day because <laughs> the prices aren't that bad. Like they're not right, and that's no, why we love going all. to their site. Yeah. Right, like this is like stuff it. you could actually buy. It's usually all between like fifteen and thirty thousand. Usually, uh, yeah, right. some are a little bit more, but they're all in really good condition and really well refurbished. Um, you asked about dealer relationships. We don't work with all dealers. Obviously, it's a big part mm-hmm. um, because you know for us, you know, frankly, from a business standpoint, it makes sense to do, you know, to work with volume sellers and make good relationships with them. But we actually get more and more private party okay. sales now. We started out with a lot of working with a lot of dealers to get inventory in. Um, now we're getting a lot of user submissions from people that are just browsing the site. We're getting, you know, um, yeah, our web traffic is surprisingly high, even for us. We're constantly tickled at how how many people are actually hitting <laughs> our site um but we have about we have about 800 dealers um, okay. to. um so it's cow. a lot it's a lot oh, man just in this niche so like you know it's mostly specialty there are some that have you know they might sell you know a few trucks a month um mm. but you know we we've worked pretty hard to to cultivate some of these relationships over the last year and a half it's really important to us um to i think you know, we we talk about um, often elevating the craftsmen, the people that sell it, sell the trucks, the people that know the trucks. I think you know a good dealer matters, or a good seller matters. You know, somebody that knows the truck has taken care of it, knows the history behind it, and can give you all the information that you need. And so, hmm. um, you know, dealers aren't bad. Um, you know, many many of them are very good, and so. Hmm we are, um, you know, we're enjoying working with them. Yeah. That one's, that's insane. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, this pretty. thing is fantastic. Oh my God. Just I'm, interior, I'm big, all of it. Yeah. I'm a big Porsche guy. I'm like, that's my dream. I worked in college. Brian worked at high school at a dealership. I worked in college as a service porter at a Porsche dealership. It was an amazing experience and just fell in love. Um, but that thing is, that thing's so cool. So yeah. good. 
Are you guys in the um, Safari All the Cars Facebook group? Uh, I, I th- think I, I was I in the past. Left. That's it. a fun one. You yeah. left it? I think I, I left I, it. I, I might have too. In all fairness, I, mean, I, I can't get I enough of it. Really. Everybody's on social media. Lifted neons. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> my, my issue with some of that stuff is like, <laughs> I want to do that. And so like, I end up being like, all right, leave this group for a little bit just because I don't mental right. health type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I had a, uh, a 2017 WRX that I, I, I had the lift kit in the cart and I was hovering over it. And then I just decided to sell the car. <laughs> but yeah, lifted anything is right. good. Um, just the same way lowered trucks can be great. Lifted cars, especially sports cars, are freaking best. Yeah. yeah. What, there's yeah. a dude, um, and I can't remember, but he's got one of uh, the leaking Safari 911s, and he's right here in Connecticut, and he's at it comes to all the shows. That's awesome. He's got a great plate. I can't remember what one he's yeah. So, uh, Brian, what's in your garage? Uh, I have, I picked up, um, uh, Lexus LX. So you have the GX, I have the LX, um, a 2000 and it's not in my garage right now because it's got to get worked on, uh, discovered a little, uh, the pulley was, a, you know, kind of vibrating a little bit, which you don't really want. <laughs> so got what's that here? going, but it's great. It's such a, such a fun i'm with you chris like i've got three kids and i've just gotten bigger and bigger i had an excursion for a little bit oh shit um yeah. that was oh, cool boy. it was the it was the gas powered it was, v10, it was the v10 which oh, is just insane yeah. like seven miles per gallon that's right yeah so wait, so, so, uh, so the down the downside of the excursion is because it was qualified with the rest of the super duty trucks they didn't have to put the child latch system in it Yes. Yeah. That? Yeah. And the LX misses uh, a, a latch too, but because uh, it's the year before. Yeah. 2001. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, but no, I love it. Just real fun. Um, what year is it? Car. 2000. Okay. So it's a 470. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. You, you bought it from one of the sellers we work with, actually. Yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah. There, uh, there's a guy down in um, Hagerstown, which is about, you know, closer to Western Maryland. Um, named Chris, who sells all sorts of Land Cruisers. I don't even know how he gets his hands on all of them, but he he does get all of the Land Cruisers. Oh, I know I know who that guy is, actually. Yeah, yeah, he's on Cars and Bids. We're trying to get him to come oh, over. Yeah. Can I can I tell yeah. you how many of his listings? So I wrote listings on Cars and Bids for a little bit. Lear, oh, cool. Chris, and I would Lear text Chris. all the time because Dude, he's the coolest. I knew Land Cruisers, and he's already got another one to mm-hmm. sell. So. Yeah. He, he has, uh, I, I actually talked to him mm-hmm. today. Um, nice. So, yeah, but he's he's, he's, a, he's an awesome guy. He's, he's right next door to a place called Land Cruiser Heaven, which is uh-huh. the most aptly named place. You go down like it's like there's nothing in this town, right? Hagerstown, like it's it's a little you know just a sleeping community, so yeah. to speak. And all of a sudden, you pull up, and there's just streets lined with you know old Prados and like just mm-hmm. imported right hand drive Land Cruisers. It's like the wildest thing. But, uh, so if you want to talk Land Cruiser heaven, um, we've had Kurt Williams from the Land Cruiser Heritage Cruiser. Museum. Yeah, Sweet. Cruiser Outfitters. Cruiser Outfitters and mm-hmm. Expedition Overland. So That's amazing. He would be a good one to talk to as well, you know, Done. to push things through uh, through the site. because it's, he, it's fun to meet. You know, we're, we're meeting so many cool shit. people. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's what, honestly, for, that's the best part of doing the show, too, is the people we've met, you know? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. 100%. It's wild. Great well, community. For you guys, uh, Expo East, Overland Expo East is not far, not that far away. But like, yeah. I went to West and Mountain West in the last year. And so like meeting all of the people in person that I had talked yeah. to through the internet kind of stuff is very cool. Yeah, um, that's going to that's gonna be weird for my social anxiety. But yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that, that part sucks. But the oh, rest man. of it's great. <laughs> Ditto. Yeah, we're, we're trying to go. So nice. if that is the case, we will. Uh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Be cool to run convoy in. down. Let's go to Virginia and do the expo. That'd be awesome. Yeah, you guys are on my way. So all right, maybe I'll uh, I'll bring Camille and his Prado, and we'll stop by you guys. I don't know if it's a day drive down if we can do it in one shot or if it's like a yeah we could probably do it in one from shot. Stanford. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Virginia's big. Virginia takes <laughs> four hours to cruise through, but Virginia's almost Tennessee in some places. Yeah. Yes, this. Seriously. True. <laughs> right. So yeah, so we'll talk about that as we get. It's like um, it's only fifteen and a half hours for me, Ross. Come on. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, you'll, just, 
fire that's assets. one hard day actually there's right. no off-roading between me and there so that's probably the suburban like that's <laughs> hopefully there's no off-roading but yeah yeah i guess if we do any trail runs just grab the yeah. shotgun seat with somebody exactly um, i guess i'll slide right. in so we're uh we're getting towards right. the end of our time here but is the site or is it going to be purely domestic not vehicle selection like like sales and sellers and whatnot yeah, uh, we're just in the U.S. for right now. Is that what you're asking? Just in the yeah. U.S. for right now. But I think we can pretty quickly get into uh, Canadian listings and mm -hmm. um, expand from there. But yeah, just U.S. for right now. Okay, cool. What's um, sweet? Yeah, what's the first vehicle that people will see for sale on March 1st? Go ahead, G. What you got? <laughs> um, man. What? Oh my gosh, that's a great blazer. <laughs> well, you're gonna see. You're not gonna just see one. You're gonna see about. Um, I think we have eight right now. Okay. Um, so there's a there's a really nice um, orange 1970 K5 Blazer CST, um, mm. which is just done beautifully. Um, that's probably gonna be <clears throat> one of the nicer ones that we have. Um, we have a um, an Isuzu Elf fire truck um super, what was that a, second yeah. one it's yeah. a fire truck a japanese fire truck right hand drive um but okay. it is it's a it's rare you see some of these on on uh on some of the jdm sites this one is um in amazing condition they in japan they have all these fire trucks they never they, they must not drive them they just <laughs> they, have, they all have like four thousand miles on them at max mm. In amazing shape of course firefighters keep their their rigs in really good shape and this one's uh four-wheel drive and has air, air conditioning as well which is pretty rare so that's going to be cool uh okay i to... think i found an image of one <laughs> there you go. yeah it's um they're similar to the canter um mitsubishi canter um there you go there you go yep similar to that this one's up this one's um got a little bit different back um back end back apparatus stuff yeah back back <laughs> apparatus. fire things <laughs> but it is a dually and four-wheel drive and um or no it might be it might be single rear wheel I don't, i'm not sure but it's um it's really it's gonna be cool definitely we want to have some weird stuff to get attention obviously as we launch so this was one of the ones yeah. that checks that weird box um and people are, are buying on to convert them into you know sort of expedition over i would just keep it as a fire truck which i would too <laughs> you got it. it's done yeah. uh, i follow um uh there's in maryland actually keeping on the maryland theme there's a, a guy we met at a um brian and i met at a um a cars and coffee down here he runs an account called not gigantic fire truck it's a very small fire truck and yeah it's so funny. really cool account he goes and takes pictures of the fire truck in front of all this um, good, you know, cool large fire trucks. Yeah, it's it's really cool. That's a whole thing. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how people have started using these things for overlanders. Like, right? How many people have taken an ambulance, you know, right? And, and built it out, or like a you know a short bus or something. Yep, we've yep. had a few of them. Yeah. Yeah, there was a schoolie down the street for me. I kept peeping on it just to see, and then it, it disappeared. I was really sad. A lot more, a lot more van, um, yeah, like always be more. A lot more E-series vans we're seeing, like, um, there's, like a, yeah, cats, yeah. Kind of there's a guy, there's a guy fairly recently, I think in the past week or so, we posted um, a guy named Matthew, uh, private party, reached out to us and is selling, there you go, not gigantic car truck. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's so small. <laughs> it's so yeah. small. Oh, um, it's like a, but it's there's a guy who, who uh, has a website set off set up called bythebeasts.com i think it is um he's selling his, his e-series van that he, he decked out it's really cool i'm um, looking at it's way more expensive than i can afford but it's um it's a really cool really cool van um there's so no pricing logic for the the four by four converted vans so you'll see one that's like 25 grand and then you'll see another one with like the same stuff but it's right. cleaner and it's a why yeah and, and i think i think to some extent it's the finishes and those things are hard to quantify it's like yeah. it's like a house you know like there's houses that are similar yes. sizes but some have the you know the, the nicer handcrafted appliances or, or mm -hmm. yeah there's the beast yeah oh that thing is right it's, it's yeah legit. okay that looks like it's been well done yeah it, it has been well done it's it's nice and it's been used so yeah, what are um, 
as we close out here, what are your respective dream four by fours? Ooh. Scout two. Scout, Scout two. two? Okay. Well, nice. Although I kind of I kind of go between Scout two and um, old Dodge Power Wagon. Hell yeah. Mm. Those are like I like like those are pretty weird and cool. Like good shape. Yeah, like it's such a cool looking truck. I will say um, the first gen Dodge Ram when they came out with the they look like a semi truck. Like I just remember when I was younger when that design came out. Um, OG Commons. Yeah, like when those came out, I, my mind was blown. I was probably like, I don't know when did they come out? Like early '90s, I think. Right? Yeah, late um, eighty, maybe eighty. Probably eighties. Yeah. The and then the Twister one was the nineties. Yeah. Twister was nineteen ninety four. I know that one. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Ninety four was a good year. <laughs> I was I was uh you know late singles early tens so I was like nine or eleven or something like that and uh, yeah. I just remember my mind was blown by the shape of that thing like it was just such a different looking distinct looking truck so I thought mm. those were cool and the Cummins obviously. Yep. Yeah. Not to uh, ruin the Scout. <laughs> happiness here but it seems the volkswagen branded scout will be coming soon they yeah teasing ev uh, on mud tires or at least yeah. the other day so yeah i hope they don't ruin that they, yeah. will. they will it's gonna the whole thing is gonna be things that aren't buttons but should be buttons yeah Andy, what about you brian uh well i'm a i'm a sucker for pain and I, I would love to get my hands on a older Land Rover. Uh was just talking to a guy over the weekend about um, a P38, so that second generation Range oh, Rover. Um, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful car, but... You must hate yourself, huh? Yeah, you do. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. if you want to just keep it in the driveway, but I'd love to I'd love to rock one of those uh, for the better and old uh, Discovery, yeah. The two-door, I don't know if it's a P38 or... or... They just call it classic, but the two classic. door with the V8, yeah, over V8, that was so hot, it's amazing, yeah. It's like it I just fun. saw a Range Rover on the uh, Instagram feed. Where'd it go? Yeah, uh, we're gonna get some new photos for that, so it'll pop back up. But that was the okay. one. Uh, my gosh, that thing was, and it went up so quickly. People were commenting and loving it, um, but we're gonna swap out the photos for I it. I was wondering what happened with that, Brian. I, I thought I saw it too, and I was like, Yeah, I talked to Scott, and he wanted to. Um, we want to swap them out. So, hey, photos yeah. are photos are important, man. That's, that's the way. Yeah. That's we we've had Doug on the show before, and that's the thing he always comes back to is photos, photos, photos. And I was yeah. like, Yeah, but it'll show the flaws, and I was like, Yes, but it builds confidence. Yes. Right. Yeah. Even, I, even I, when they can see the flaws, they have right. more confidence and will pay yeah, more money. I, yeah. I always loved the known flaws section of Cars and Bids. I thought that right. was really brilliant. And um, I have a ton of respect for Tug. I also, <laughs> he's got a career GT now and I hate him for that. <laughs> As a Porsche guy, yeah, you just lost big time. <laughs> yeah. I saw I saw he's got one on the site, though, that has a salvage title. Yes. So beat. I, don't know I buy a salvage will. title one. I don't care. I'd, 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 hmm. Probably buy an LFA before salvage. Really? GT. LFA yeah. would be great. You could yeah. still get one new until like what last year? Last year, yeah, they had like, like three. Yeah. One was a Nurburgring edition. It was just right. there. Yeah. <laughs> like wow, yeah, love it. Crazy, crazy. So, all right, sweet, Chris. I'll wrap up the show. I, it's been a while since I've done this. That's not true. Um, <laughs> three times last week. So you can on in two days. Yeah, rate and review uh, the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. You can like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, we have a new clips uh, playlist, so not a, if you don't want to listen to the whole episode, there there are clips now. Um, so for Brian and Garrett, it's oh man, I'm going to mispronounce it now because I want to say four by and that's not right. It's four B. Forby right. Exchange, all one word. Yes. <laughs> Say it like the Ingrek. Yeah, it's, I, I got to hang out with more Australian friends, I guess. <laughs> um, which I've got a weird thing happening to my algorithm on Instagram right now. I'm getting a bunch of like Australian farmers. Okay. Like, cool. Yeah, like it's weird. We've all been like, there. They're still like comedy. They're making fun of farming, but they just have Australian accents now. And so <laughs> I don't know what I did to get that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 
Oh, we don't need to it. dig too deep into my algorithm. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The search history, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe because it, well, my search history is ridiculous because I do the podcast in the same Chrome profile as I do all oh, of this stuff. So like yep. my, my Google search history is just, yeah, yeah. Trash. Very, I, mean, I never very, thought about that. Yeah. That's so funny. Like I'm looking up Tanner Faust Mitsubishi Evo 2004 in the snow and I got an image. So like, I, I don't know. Like, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Anyway, so, so follow 4B Exchange, 4BExchange.com as well. Sure. Um, follow Hooniverse, the Hooniverse on Twitter, the real Hooniverse on Instagram. Ross is no, not like the one from friends on Instagram. And I'm at Overlanding Dad. And we're done. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, <laughs> thank, thank you, guys. You guys. Appreciate it. Ross, you don't say anything awkward at the end of the no, show? No, not yet.